0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today's show is brought to you by Lorenzotti, Italy. Those are the guys responsible for supplying you with your morning coffee, that delicious premium Italian coffee that you can only get By going to Lorenzotti.coffee and using my promo code FICTION for 10% off, it really is the best way to transport yourself across the pond. You know, my sister texted me, apparently some of Europe is opening up to those that have been fully vaccinated this summer. Well, if you don't plan on being fully vaccinated, but you still want that Italian coffee, like I said, go to Lorenzotti.coffee coffee and use my promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. You'll get 10% off. These are two liberty-minded entrepreneurs that are bringing that taste of Italy, that taste of freedom back across the pond. I actually have a cup of coffee with me right now because I needed a little pick me up for tonight's episode after a long day. And you know, I I always doctor this coffee up. Not that it's bad, but I put a little cream in there. Actually, I used a frother today. So I, I frothed it up Put a little French vanilla syrup in there and topped it off with a little cinnamon. It's basically the the cup of coffee that you would make your your special lady friend who who doesn't really like coffee in the morning. <laughs> um I don't have to do any of that with Lorenzotti coffee. I could just drink that stuff black because it's good premium coffee. I'm not trying to mask that pure flavor or anything like that. And they're also helping entrepreneurs and small businesses with their coffee brewing supplies, their professional brewing supplies. So go check them out at lorenzati.coffee promo code fiction. It really does taste like freedom. All right, let's start the show.
1: Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system.
0: But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it.
1: Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profit. I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it.
0: Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. Gotta miss that Donald Trump, huh? (laughs) Only he can fix it, right? You know, I have been there have been calls for me to modify the intro to to this show now that we have Sleepy Joe Biden at the helm, but you know, I just can't bring myself to do it. I've I've tried playing around with it a few times and I really think that it's perfect the way it is. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I need to put it to a Democratic vote in the private Facebook group. But it just, it never felt the same. I I could never pick one clip that I needed to, because I'd have to remove one of those clips in order to squeeze in something from Biden. I just don't have enough time before that beat drops, unfortunately. And I can never, maybe it's just that I'm too used to it. I don't know. I I don't want to sacrifice any of those clips that I have in there. But um. Anyway, (laughs) welcome back everybody, this is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I of course am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, broadcasting once again, solo, behind enemy lines, south of the border. And I hope you all uh, had a nice weekend, it is Tuesday evening. Sorry, I'm still working on my, my coffee that I mentioned in the intro ad. That was not pre-recorded. I just did that right before I started the show. My weekend was pretty good. Pretty good. It's, it's really getting hot here. I, I gotta be a little more careful out in the sun these days. But I nailed the execution on that meal that I mentioned <laughs> in the last episode. Despite the amount of tequila that I had in my system, I was pretty proud of myself. Just had a lot of fun Friday night, Saturday. Hung out at the pool. Went out a little bit on, on Saturday night, but I didn't stay out too late. I got just, you know when you just get hit with a wave of fatigue all of a sudden, and that just kind of happened to me, I don't know, kind of around midnight, 1230, something like that, so I, I called it a night, and then I relaxed on Sunday, did a little uh, uh, house cleaning around here, just getting getting everything ready for the week. Made some phone calls to the family because I was long overdue and constantly reminded that I need to call my mother more. So I did that, talked to one of my sisters for a long time, and then I hit the bay, did some snorkeling. I really want to get out there and and do some more spearfishing. I just haven't had the opportunity to yet. But now that the, the weather's warmer and the water's warmer, I think it's going to be a pretty good time for that, but I, I, yeah, you know, I went out, practiced my diving a little bit, which I need to do. I can't hold my breath that long, so that was that was a good day. And then uh, here we are, back in the thick of it. Oh, um, so yeah, a couple of things that are going on this week. Don't forget, we have our bi weekly happy hour this Friday, and that's going to be we're going to get started around seven fifteen Central Standard Time. And for those of you who have not joined that yet, I really don't know what you're waiting for. We're, we're really having a lot of fun with these things. So if that's something that interests you and you want to be a part of it, you got to go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com and click on the Support the Show tab and set up a recurring monthly donation for any denomination that you want. And as long as you keep that donation coming, I will keep inviting you over for a drink. And a nice sunset. The sunsets have been fucking incredible lately. We're on the cusp of the rain season starting here. So it's starting to get cloudier, not like completely overcast and, and you know no sun or anything like that, just those light, wispy or those puffy clouds that light up the fucking sky when the sun sets. And so th- the majority of these sunsets have just been breathtaking. If there's anything, you know, if you guys are sitting at home and, and the weather sucks or and you're getting depressed and you're getting that, you know, you need that that little pick-me-up, join join into these uh, Friday, ha- Friday night happy hours because there are going to be some just amazing sunsets. And they've been pretty good for the, you know, I mean, they're always good, but once you get the cloud formations like this, the odds of you having a really good one are pretty, pretty high. And then on... Let's see. On Thursday, I am going to be on the actual Anarchy podcast, and I don't know if I can tell you guys what the topic of discussion is. But if if you're not familiar with that podcast, they do movie reviews, and so you you uh, you decide on a movie. And then a couple of us get together and we review the movie from sort of like an ANCAP libertarian point of view. And it's just it's it's sort of an excuse. You use the movie as a a jumping off point for libertarian topics is my understanding of it. So I've been really looking forward to that. You know, those guys are booked months in ahead. And I think they reached out to me like maybe at the beginning of the year, sometime in January, maybe early February, because I was on with one of them on Buck on Buck's old show that he does for his... Uh, well, I guess he still does it. Um, he's, he's got a new podcast on Thaddeus Ru- Russell's platform, I believe. So he's changed the um, the name of it. It's not Death to Tyrants anymore. It's Counterflow, I think is the name of it. But this was a, a special one that he does for his Patreon uh, subscribers. And um, so I was on that with one of these actual Anarchy guys. And then they, they thought it would be fun to have me on, which I think is going to be a blast and so we're doing that Thursday night I I think it takes them like a week to put out the episode I'm not sure exactly when they dropped the episode I believe it's supposed to be on Cinco de Mayo so that was the, the whole idea was to have me on for Cinco de Mayo even though um, that's not really a big holiday down here in Mexico but it, it seemed apropos to have a libertarian that's down in Mexico talking about libertarian stuff on Cinco de Mayo, so that's coming up, and I guess the other big news that I've been thinking about this for a while now, maybe a couple of weeks, and I haven't really mentioned it to too many people because I wasn't sure if I was going to do it or if I could pull it off, but I'm going to mention it on the show just as a way to sort of pressure myself into doing it. Because I'm sort of a guy that procrastinates and I'll talk myself out of doing something and I'll get kind of lazy with it. So I figure if I talk about it on the show and I make a promise to thousands of people, that will uh, force my hand to sort of get this thing going. So what I would like to do later on this year is host some sort of libertarian event event down here in Mexico. What I want to do is rent uh, a villa somewhere near or in Sayulita, Mexico, which is about uh, 45 minutes north of where I am. So if you get to the, it's probably, yeah, about 40, 45 minutes from the airport here in Puerto Vallarta. So when you land, you hop in a car and you go 45 minutes north and you're in Sayulita, which as I've mentioned before is sort of like taking a step back in time to 2019, where you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. And very few people do. And people are partying, they're having a good time. There's, it's a really small little town that's easy to get around. You can walk across the whole thing in like 15 or 20 minutes. It's got a nice beach, it's got nice restaurants, it's got cool bars, it's got gorgeous people. But what I want to do is rent a villa... Either in town, or I'm thinking maybe out in the jungle somewhere just outside of town, so we could have a little privacy and put on some sort of event. With um, some other and get some other big names down there. I don't know how big of a name I can attract, but I've talked, I've reached out to a few people who have expressed some interest. So maybe I'll put some pressure on them (laughs) with this one too. And it's hard for them to commit. So this is by no means set in stone because all I did was mention this idea to them. I didn't give them dates or details or anything because I don't have any of that stuff yet. This is all just existing in my mind right now. But uh, Buck is interested. Martha Bueno, who I've uh, had on the show, is interested. The uh, Lions of Liberty guys, at least Mark, is um, interested. If he, if it, if the schedule works out, and I'll, uh, I'll try to get, see if uh, you know Brian McWilliams wants to come on, uh, come on down here as well. Sal, the Aggress, basically everybody who's I've either had on the podcast or I've been on their show, I, I want to get them down here. You know, just have some fun. Maybe we'll do some live streaming or some podcasts down there and get a, a guest speaker. I don't know how big of a name I could get. I mean, obviously, I'd love to get I, I floated this out there on Twitter as a hypothetical. And everyone's like, I'll get Dave Smith. Believe me, I would love to. But I, I even know right now just asking him would be a waste of time because he's got the uh, his wife is pregnant right now with their second child. And if you remember, he had to cancel on the Contra Cruise uh, a year, a few years ago when his daughter, uh, even before his daughter was born, just because it was right around the time where his wife was expecting. So he's either going to have a very pregnant wife when we do this or a second little one, and that's just never going to happen. So I don't know. Maybe you guys can think of some other names that we could get down here. I, I don't know what, what those guys uh, charge, what, what sort of freight they charge, like the Tom Woods of the world. I'm guessing they're, they're pretty expensive, but I think it would be very, very fun. And just sort of create some buzz. You know, We'll get to make some new connections, and I think it'd be good for everyone involved. And of course, you guys would be invited on a first-come, first-served basis. We would sell tickets to the event. And it would probably be like a, a weekend type thing. You know, we'll do like a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday or a Thursday, Friday, Saturday with with just having like events and parties at the, the venue every day. But you'd probably have to get your own place to stay in here, uh, here in town or something like that. But so that's the plan. And, you know, I'm I'm eyeing. Uh, let's see. There's just no way I could get it done before the rain season starts here. And I don't think that having it during the rain season is the best time to do it. Cause it does get really hot down here and there are some pretty big storms and everything. So we're going to wait that out and this will probably be in either late October or sometime in November next this year. And I'm going to get uh, Justin on the case to try to drum up some, some bigger libertarian names that we can get down there. We'll see how many, uh, how many tickets I haven't picked out the venue yet either, but, once I do that, I'll, I'll have a better idea of how many people we can have in there and how many tickets will be available. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun if I can pull it off. I've never done anything like this. I am, for anybody that actually knows me, I am rather introverted and I never plan parties. I never have like big, you know, extravaganzas like this or anything like that. But it, it seems like it's necessary. I know a lot of you guys have been cooped up. Locked down in your fucking cities for way too long. And this is like one of the best places that you can go in terms of just being free again. Being able to walk around like a normal human being with really nice people. A lot of fun things to do. You know, there's tons of water sports that you can do. There's great beginner surfing. If you want to try to learn how to surf, it's like, you know, the perfect beginner surfing out there. Paddleboarding, uh, fishing, snorkeling. There's all sorts of yoga and shit like that you can do. And then, of course, just get hammered every night and uh, trip the light fantastic. So, that is the plan. It's going to be quite a miracle if I actually pull it off, but we're gonna, I think I'm gonna call it the uh, Sayulita Super Spreader Extravaganza or something like that. So, anyway, something for you guys to look forward to if, if that sounds like something you'd like to do. And if you have any ideas for somebody that you'd like, you know, some sort of guest speaker or, or somebody that you'd like to see down there to get to meet or whatever, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at pedal fiction and I'll see if I can make it happen. All right. So there's um there's a couple of a couple of stories here that have caught my eye today. I'm going to try not to get too angry and animated and uh and fired up this time. I feel like I've been ranting perhaps a little too much uh, on this podcast lately. I want to tone it down a little bit for for today's episode. But the um it's going to be very difficult for me as you all know because there are a, a few things that get my uh, the, the, what the one thing is that like I'm basically Irish and Italian predominantly. <laughs> so You know, once my Irish gets up, there's nothing to sort of, you know, pull it back at all. It's just all gas and no brakes. And there are very few things that get my Irish up, like idiot politicians like Pocahontas pushing for increased funding for the IRS, the CDC coming out and um, with another edict saying that if you're fully vaccinated, you can now uh, you don't have to wear your mask when you go outside you know th- things like that tend to get me sort of a little riled up. <laughs> and so before we dive into those, I just uh, I did notice that uh yeah I never watch this shit, but I guess the Oscars were last night. It's just been a complete disaster for them, which is just music to my ears. You know, I can't stand these you know, Hollywood elite slob fest where all they do is just slobber all over one each other and then lecture the rest of us on on how we should be behaving and climate change and all this leftist horseshit that that usually is based off of complete lies, right? You know, you get like Leonardo DiCaprio up there talking about like uh you know climate change and carbon emissions when he's when they're all flying around on fucking private jets and shit like that. You know, one of the reasons why I would always avoid these things, other than the fact that they're completely unbearable, but I, just in general, I try to never listen to actors doing anything outside of acting in a movie because it it really ruins it for me. You know, like, I used to really like Robert De Niro, and then when he gets all, like, fucking Trump derangement syndrome and says all this stupid stuff, it's, just, it's a big turnoff for me, and I don't want to be turned off from... Actors who I really like. So I try to just avoid all this shit all together. But apparently, let me pull up the the details here. The ratings for the Oscars are down 58.3% from last year. So uh, what I have here, and I don't know if... I mean, this is from Twitter, so you can fact check these numbers if you want. But it was 23.64 million viewers in 2020. 9.85 To 9.85 million uh, this year. It's the first time viewership has fallen below 10 million viewers. And it's just music to my ears. We should be writing off these fucking pompous pricks anyway. There, There's no reason that anybody should care about these award shows. This is all for them to just give themselves the biggest pat on. like they're going to hurt their neck patting themselves on the back. And it's just we put way too much, way too much reverence in, into these celebrities, and why we care that what they do or what they say or their opinion on anything is beyond me. I mean, let let's let's be honest they they're not heroes or anything like that. They're not curing cancer. They're not doing anything other than playing pretend for a living. I mean, they literally uh, they they do what most three year olds do just for, uh, just a little better, you know, they're, they're really good at it. Um, and they do it for a living. They play pretend for a living. Everything that we would do when we were in preschool or kindergarten, they do for a living. So let's, uh, you know, let's take these guys down a peck or two. Oh, I guess it was Sunday evening. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. It, it's on Sundays, if I remember correctly. So, an average of 9.85 million viewers tuned in on Sunday to watch more intimate and stripped-down version of the Oscars in the midst of the pandemic. That's a 13.75 million viewer drop-off from last year. The Academy's third hostless show in a row scored a 1.9 rating among adults 18 to 49, a 64% dip from 2020. For comparison, last year's ceremony garnered a 5.3 rating in the key demographic and 23.6 million viewers uh, per last night's time zone adjusted fast national charts. Blah 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 blah. Some more statistics. I mean, just watching this decline in viewership over the years, they have uh, somebody posted this to Twitter morning brew apparently. I don't know what that is, but over the year 2014, they had 43.7 million In 2015, they dropped down to 37.3. In 2016, 34.4. 2017, 32.9. 2018, 26.5. 2019, 2019, they went up to 29.6. And then they dropped to 23.6 million in 2020. And now they are below 10 million at 9.8. And I saw that, that idiotic picture of Chuck Schumer sitting like two inches in front of his TV. He's like, Hey, I got my beer. I'm ready to watch the Oscars. Just like a normal non lizard person. It's like, yeah. Okay, bro. Oh yeah. And he caught like a, a a plant based beer, like as if all beer isn't plant based. Uh, I, I don't know. Dude, every time a politician tries to act like a normal human being, it's a fucking disaster. Remember when Elizabeth Warren was trying to drink a beer in her kitchen? It's just these people are not are not fucking normal people. It's probably because they're all sociopaths, but it's like if you ever watch that show Dexter, great show, by the way, where he tries to fucking act normal and he never knows how to do it or like how to play off of other people's emotions or reactions or anything like that. They go through this like idea of what it, they try to like act as if they, they know what a normal person would do or is feeling and it just looks so phony. That's uh that's politicians. Very few few exceptions to that. And I heard on, so I, I, I saw this clip of Bill Maher talking about um, what the Oscars are up to these days, and I thought I would play that just for maybe perhaps an explanation as to why the uh, the ratings are down by fifty eight point three percent.
1: And finally, new rule: let me make the new rules, not the Academy Awards. If you missed it last week because the state was on fire. The Oscars thought it would be a good time to announce a new set of requirements for best picture nominees that are based on fulfilling diversity quotas. And look, I'm all for inclusion. I don't know anyone in Hollywood who isn't. Okay, Mel Gibson. (laughs) But in general, Hollywood is a liberal industry in a liberal town in a state that's bluer than the Pope's balls. Have you watched the Oscars this century? Because this really seems like a case of washing a glass that's already been through the dishwasher. (laughs) The Academy is not exactly unknown for rewarding liberal virtue. They should call best picture most worthy. Look at the contenders and winners in recent years been nominated not by their popularity with audiences, but by diversity and virtue signaling. Green Book, Parasite, Shape of Water, Boys Don't Cry, A Beautiful Mind, Moonlight, Frida, Fences, Precious. Dallas Buyers Club, 12 Years a Slave, Roma, The Hours, Brokeback Mountain, Call Me By Your Name, and many more. Some very fine movies, but getting super liberals to be more liberal is not exactly the heavy lifting in the fight against racism. (laughs) By the way, there was a straight white guy who was a big winner one year, but it was only because he had a crippling speech impediment. (laughs) Anyway, what the new rules say is to be eligible for to compete for Best Picture, a film must meet the standards of two of four new inclusion groups. Group A, a storyline that centers on, or a star that represents, an underrepresented identity group. Or, 30% of minor roles from two underrepresented identity groups, which include... Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, black, African-American, indigenous, Native American, Alaskan Native, Middle Eastern, North African, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander, women, LGBTQ plus people, people with cognitive or physical disabilities, or who are deaf or hard of hearing. Whew, wouldn't it just be easier to say not Chris Pine? (laughs) And that's only group a then there's stuff worthy goals i'm sure about diversity in the production company the studio and the crew all i know is if in the interest of diversity they make a straight guy cut my hair i'm fucked
0: <laughs> okay i think that's that's enough i mean he he goes on to say some things that i disagree with but Right there, I mean, I rarely agree with Bill Maher these days, but he's starting to make more and more sense. He's starting to come around, I think, to sort of and see this to see this insanity for what it really is. But my my god, like what I wonder why. I wonder why, you know, fourteen million people decided to not fucking watched the 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 oscars this year i wonder why viewership is dropping 58 percent from one year it's all this woke bullshit that people don't like and this dude this diversity and inclusion is such nonsense it is such nonsense they don't want diversity those movies every single movie that he mentioned i don't even think i've seen because they look terrible they just look absolutely terrible, and I haven't watched a new movie in God knows how long. This is a recipe for does that you have to have a certain number uh, of of everybody that's everybody other than white people like that. That whole list. It would have just been easier to just say non non straight white males. That's that's what we we need more of non straight white males in our movies, and, and this is just this is what they're doing with everything. It's bleeding over into corporate America, you know, the whole LGBTQ whatever they keep adding letters to that. They they should do the same thing, just non-straight white males. That's who we're actively discriminating against now. Discrimination is not okay unless you're discriminating against straight white males. Then then it's fine because we need diversity. And what kind of diversity do we need? Well, the, the shallowest, most collectivist kind of diversity that you could imagine. it's literally just your skin color or your sexuality or your nationality. right? If you' If you're black or brown, good, if you're gay or uh, whatever uh, other, anything other than straight, you know fluid or all that stuff, I don't know what, what, what they call it these days. I can't keep up with all these names anything but straight white male and you're you're good straight white male is obviously bad so we need a lot less of that and we have to have it on the production crew too not just the cast and and the movie but you know the writers the directors the you know the the production assistants all that stuff we need more diversity there too why i mean what i can't imagine being in one of these groups and just being treated like this how do you not get offended by it wouldn't you want to get the job based on your skills and your qualifications and your merit instead of just being some quota, some token black dude or some token Latin X, lesbian or whatever? I mean, this is ridiculous. No wonder these movies fucking suck. They, they don't make movies to for the sake of the movie anymore, for the sake of the art. They have an agenda. They're always pushing an agenda that nobody wants to fucking see. It's just like with sports, you know, where they where they start pushing all this woke social justice warrior shit when you just want to watch a ball game. Some people just want to go to the movies and watch a good movie because the actors in it are good, because the director is good, because it tells an engaging story. It makes them cry, makes them laugh, makes them scared. Only a fucking insane person looks at a movie and is like checking boxes and tallying how many black people are in it, how many white people are in it, how many Asians, how many gays. If you do that, if you look at and not just movies, but everything, if you go through life and that is the lens at which you view things, you're insane. You are an insane person and you're going to be miserable for the rest of your fucking life. You really need to uh, get over that impulse and start seeing people for who they are and what they've done and what they've accomplished and not the most superficial, meaningless characteristics. That's not diversity, okay? It, you, you want diversity of opinion, diversity of thought, diversity of creativity, not, not diversity of how much melanin you have in your skin, or whether or not you like to suck dick or get your dick sucked the hell is wrong with you people no wonder every you know every form of entertainment is is hitting like all-time lows it's because they're doing this sort of shit nobody wants that nobody really wants this except that that very small minority granted they're loud and obnoxious but it's because we keep placating them it's because we keep you know um bending the knee to their demands just just tell these psychopaths these miserable fucks to go to hell shut up i'm going to make this movie the way i'm going to make it because this is america it's a free country i can do whatever the hell i want and because it's what's best for my film what, what are we going to we're going to start having organizations tell us how we need to make the movies how we who we need to hire how many of this person this type of person we need to have how many of that type of person we need to have this is nonsense. And this is this is so anti-freedom, anti-liberty, anti-America. It goes against everything that this country was founded on. And it's just absolutely insane. Uh, if you want your I'll give you a, a piece of free advice for all you knuckleheads over out there in fucking California and the NBA and the NFL and the MLB, just stop it. Just go back to basics. Go back to playing sports. Go back to making the sports about the sport and not about some stupid social movement. Go back to making movies that don't suck. Go back to making movies for the sake of the story and not the sake of some agenda, some leftist agenda that we've had. I mean, we've had an ass full of it. Who needs to see more? Like, we get it. We understand the leftist woke agenda. We don't need any more of it. You guys have been pumping this stuff up our ass for the last 15 to 20 years at least. And it's just getting exponentially worse. And your viewership will get exponentially worse because everybody's sick of it. Most normal human beings are sick of this shit. And they just want to break from all of your politically driven agenda to, to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And you guys are making that very hard to do. Anyway, <laughs> those are my thoughts on the Oscars. Let's take a uh, little break here and pay a bill. Who do I have on the uh, on the docket for today? Man, I've been going way too long. Oh, it's Gus from Photo IQ. You know, I had Gus on the show a few weeks ago. He was working with Scott Horton. He did a whole video series for Scott Horton's book. He, he shot the whole thing, one one video for each chapter of, of um, Enough Already. And it's really cool stuff. You should go check it out on YouTube if you want to see how... Um, how he operates, his skill level, and everything like that. But he's offering online photography courses, the only online photography course of its kind. It's based off of a homeschool doctrine that he went through as a kid, and he's been a professional photographer for as long as he can remember. I think I I forget exactly how long. I'll say 20 years. (laughs) That may be an exaggeration, but it certainly looks like he's been doing it for 20 years. I know he's traveled all around the world, using this skill to provide himself with a great life. And he believes so strongly in his ability to teach these photography skills to you that he's doubled his offer from last year, from 10% to 20%. So go to photoiq.co, use promo code FICTION so he knows I sent you, and you'll get 20% off any course that you choose. And you can do these courses at any time you want, you can buy them now. You could do them six months from now. You could do them, you know, one, uh, one section of it every couple of weeks at your own pace. He'll help you build an online portfolio. This is a very marketable skill these days, you know, regardless of what your sort of side gig is going to be. Being able to work with photography, take good pictures, have, um, you know, digital, uh, a digital footprint on the internet is, is really important. So, so go check out what he has to offer. He has a bunch of courses. They're the most advanced that you're going to find online. They basically take you up to the collegiate level of photography. And if you're not happy for whatever reason, which I highly doubt is actually going to happen, he's offering a full money-back guarantee. So you really have nothing to lose. All right, so go to photoiq.co. Use promo code FICTION so he knows I sent you, and you will get 20% off of everything. And learn a valuable, marketable skill that can only help you in any endeavor that you're going to take on. Even if it's just, you know, one of the things that we talked about when I had him on the show was that he has, like, these great pictures of his old man who has since passed away. You know, he used to work on cars, I think, and, and stuff like that. And he's got these great pictures, just fantastic pictures that you can hang on the wall and you'll have them forever, to remember those loved ones instead of these like grainy ass shitty pictures that you get at, at, you know, at family events or something like that. You can really remember your loved ones the way they would want to be remembered, the way you want to remember them. And so even if you're not going to use this uh, photography skill to sort of make money or generate business or anything like that, You you might just want to use it so that you can capture your memories and have them look good. And you you never know how how much time you have here, how much time your your loved ones are going to be around. And you want to capture those moments, those special moments, and you want to capture them correctly. So go check him out. He will teach you how to do that. And at the very least, you will have an unbelievable family photo album. Guaranteed. All right. What's uh, next in the stack here? Guess we can go with the old. Uh, yeah, I had a bunch of little random stories here, but then this, then the CDC came out. They've been so gracious to give us back one of our freedoms as long as we get fully vaccinated. Now, if you're fully vaccinated, you've got the the CDC's nod. The Center for Disease Control has anointed you worthy of venturing outdoors without masks. Uh, where the CDC gets this authority to make these sort of edicts, these dystopian decrees, these unelected bureaucrats, where they get the authority to do this, I have no idea. I don't respect their authority. I don't listen to the fucking CDC. They've gotten just about everything wrong from day one. And if you want to really go back into the archives, I I really did a pretty scathing episode probably back in April or or maybe May, kind of early on into this pandemic, of just how they boggled this whole fucking thing. they flip-flopped on everything. They've given the wrong guidelines. I mean, they are the Center for Disease Control. They have one goddamn job, and that would be to, you guessed it, control the spread of diseases. And if uh, the the last year has been any indication, how are they doing so far? What is the point... Of the CDC, if we can't control this pandemic, I mean, shouldn't they have known exactly what to do and when to do it and and controlled this whole thing? (laughs) I mean, it it spread across the world pretty quickly, apparently. You know, if you go by their numbers that, you know, I don't entirely trust, but 500,000 plus people have died because they're incompetent. I don't know. But anyway, uh, vaccinated people can unmask while. Doing physical activities outdoors alone or with members of your household like walking, running, hiking, or biking. You can attend a small outdoor gathering either with fully vaccinated people or a mixture of vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Dining at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households. Oh, God, multiple households. How kind of them. Ah, They're so generous, aren't they? Current guidelines on vaccinated people indoors and traveling still apply. So I guess you have to wear masks indoors and while you're traveling. Oh, but it can be hard to assess every individual's risk for severe COVID-19 in mass public spaces or intimate public settings. The agency says and asks vaccinated people to wear masks in situations like crowded outdoor events like live performances, parades or sporting events. Indoor spaces like a barber or a hair salon or a movie theater I I think uh, nobody's going to fucking movie theaters anymore because uh, Hollywood is just churning out a bunch of shit. Attending a full capacity service at a house of worship and singing in an indoor chorus. Visiting an uncrowded indoor shopping mall or museum. Look, if you're one of these people that's been waiting for agencies like the CDC to come out and tell you when you can take your mask off, dude, just take it off. I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. I mean, there there is no risk of transmission when you're walking around outside. These people, and God, I still see them everywhere, walking around outside. You know, there's this one crazy old lady. I see her every day on the beach. She has a mask, a face guard, all this shit. And it's, dude, it's hot out here. And she's old. She's got a much better chance of, like, dying from heat stroke, from baking in the sun with all this gear on, than she does fucking catching COVID-19 from walking down the beach. And there's nobody around her. She sits on these rocks, you know, away from everybody. And then, of course, Biden came out and he tweeted, because of the extraordinary progress we've made in the fight against COVID-19, the CDC made a big announcement today. If you are fully vaccinated and you've if you are outdoors and not in a large cloud, crowd, you no longer need to wear a mask. Well, here's the thing, Joe Biden, CDC. I never needed to wear a mask. You have no goddamn right to tell me what I can do and when I can do it, what I need to wear when I leave my house. None. None whatsoever. The CDC has no goddamn authority to do any of this. They can make retarded recommendations, and they sure have done a great job of doing that, but they don't get to make decrees and make edicts and make laws and pass legislation unilaterally. A bunch of unelected bureaucrats... This is ridiculous. This is not what government is supposed to do. This is not what these agencies are supposed to do. And we give way too much authority to them. Wait, we put way too much faith in them. Go back and listen to that episode I did on the CDC. They've gotten everything wrong, every step of the way. They they've completely jumbled this whole thing. Fumbled the whole thing. It's not even a fumble. You know, it's like I used to be like I guess I still am a Bears fan. I just haven't watched a lot of football lately, but we used to have this quarterback. You might have remembered him. His name was Rex Grossman. Rex Cannon, they called him. And he had these uh tiny hands. They used to call him a mental midget as well. He didn't have he didn't have it upstairs, you know, that uh that killer instinct and that ability to sort of rise to the occasion in, in important moments. And he would, you know, he would with these tiny hands, he would fumble the snap. And then he'd boot it a couple times, and then maybe he'd dive on it, or maybe the other team would dive on it. Or occasionally, he would pick it up before somebody could dive on it, and he would chuck it downfield, and then the other team would intercept it. That's the equivalent to how the CDC has handled this whole COVID thing, to how the entire government has handled it. Not only did they fumble it, they booted it a couple times, and then they picked it up, and they threw a fucking interception. Could not have done a worse job. Why are we listening to these idiots? Like the, the vaccine is either effective and safe. And therefore, once people who want to get the vaccine have gotten it, they should be able to resume life as they see fit. Walk around with a mask, without a mask, travel whenever the hell they want. Get together with as many people as they want because, hey, they've taken your, your dose, your Pfizer, your Moderna, your uh, Johnson and Johnson it's either everything that they say it's going to be and in that case we can all resume our normal lives pre-covid or it's complete bullshit it doesn't really work and so those people that want to walk around that are that are still afraid of of you know this virus that has one of the highest survival rates of any virus i've seen they can still mask up and social distance and you know stay away from large crowds and and then the rest of us who are completely willing to accept the risks, not get vaccinated, and who want to go, go about our daily lives as if you know, none of this existed, we should be able to do that. But I'm sorry. They do not just get to start piecemeal declaring what we can do and what we can't do anymore. No, no. That, that is over. Okay? We put up with that shit for a year. It's time to take our lives back. All right. It's time. You know, we have the vaccine. It's all. Yeah, you know, it's perfectly safe. It's perfectly effective. Ask the CDC. They'll tell you, OK, so we should be able to do anything we want. <laughs> we should be able to go into large crowds without a mask on because we're vaccinated. We're safe. We our bodies know how to fight this uh, this virus now and everybody else that chooses not to get the vaccine. They have chosen to accept the risks of doing so, and they should be able to live their lives without all of these idiotic religious rituals that we're going through that have no effect on the spread or the veracity of this virus. None whatsoever. Nobody can point to a chart and tell you when mask mandates went into effect, which which, uh, cities locked down fully, which ones didn't, which ones opened up, which ones haven't which ones had full capacity at restaurants, which ones had half capacity, which ones only had outdoor see- none of that. Nobody can point to a chart and show you the effectiveness of these f- completely faith-based religious rituals. And this goes back to the whole religion of the state. We are treating these agencies, these, the CDC, we are treating people like Joe Biden as high priests and whatever they say, You know they they come down from the fucking mountain with their tablets and whatever they say is gospel. It's really sick. It's it is cultish. It is really horrifying, and and just it really says a lot about the state of of the country where you just you have this worshiping of the secular entity of the state. It's disgusting. It's really disgusting and part of the problem is that there's been such a push to denigrate religions and and I'm not a very religious person but I realize that people need something to worship and when you take away the the typical religions and you take away things that that people would typically look to for guidance and 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 leadership and things like that you fill that vacuum with government with politicians with Unelected bureaucrats, the scum of the earth, people like uh, Elizabeth Warren who want more funding for the IRS. That's who we're going to worship now. Oof! Just it really makes that the hair on the back of your neck stand up when you think about just how creepy this is. But listen to I guess that's as good of a transition as I can make into this Elizabeth Warren. She's been ranting, I guess, all day about uh, the IRS and how we need to tax millionaires and billionaires and corporations more because they're not paying their fair share. Listen to this uh, tweet that she put out. GOP budget cuts have hollowed out the IRS so it doesn't have the resources to go after wealthy tax cheats. We need to mandate funding to the IRS to audit millionaires, billionaires, and giant corporations so we can invest in a stronger future for all Americans. Now, I I tweeted a response to this because it's hard. It's legitimately hard to get so much wrong in one tweet. in like 120 characters or whatever the hell it is, right? Okay, what GOP budget cuts is she talking about? because there has never been an actual budget cut in the history of our fucking government as far as i know maybe in like 18 something 1800 and something they cut they legitimately cut government spending but there has never been in modern america an actual budget cut okay what they and not to the the IRS i think you know i talked about this on one podcast before i think if i remember correctly they get 12 billion dollars. 12 billion. 12 billion dollars. But think about what she's actually saying here. The IRS needs to steal more money from the American people so that they have the resources to steal more money from the American people and to make sure that the American people have had enough money stolen from them. The IRS who works for the fucking IRS anyway? Like, has anybody ever known somebody that works for the IRS or been friends with anybody? And they're like, yeah, I work for the IRS. Who the fuck are these people? I mean, like, they should be shunned from polite society. Just like fucking Meter Maid. Did anybody friends with a Meter Maid? How could you possibly be friends with a piece of shit like that? With an IRS agent or with a meter maid. People that they just go around and steal from people, shake you down, and ruin people's lives. Or forget friendship. What about a family member? A relative? Like, who's related to these people? How could you allow your child, your flesh and blood, to go work for the fucking IRS or be a meter maid? I mean, I would kick the ever-loving shit out of my brother if he was like, yeah, I'm going to go work for the IRS. Uh, They would never be invited over for dinner. No holidays, no Christmas. They damn sure aren't getting any fucking Christmas presents. Are you kidding? Their birthday? For their birthday, I'll give them a nice swift kick in the nuts. I mean, seriously, who allows these people into their circles? Ugh, what a... Oof, man. People like that are, are like, barely one rung up from Osama bin Laden in my book. They better pray to God I never run into one of them at a bar or something. I work for the IRS. Get the fuck out of here. We do not need to give more funding to the IRS. We need to abolish the IRS. We need to abolish the income tax. We need to abolish every tax. It is not the government's job to invest in a future, a stronger future for all Americans. No, no. No, that's not what this government was supposed to be about. The only thing the federal government was ever supposed to do was secure our natural inalienable rights. That's it. There's no investing. There's no authority to invest. There's none of that. You don't get to do this. And really, if you go back and listen to some of the episodes I've done on the income tax, we're we're not supposed to be paying income tax either. And in fact, the only the only income tax that should be paid is a what's basically amounts to a corporate profits tax because that's the only way that they've actually defined income in the in the revenue code in the tax code. So in a sense, the the only people that should be paying taxes are corporations, but even that is just complete bullshit. We should abolish the IRS. Taxation is theft. That's all it is. I know it's like a almost like a cliche libertarian line, but oh, okay, it's extortion. How about that? For the life of me, I can't understand why millionaires and billionaires stay in America. I mean, I'm sure they're avoiding most of these taxes anyways, but just out of pure principle, I would leave the country. I, I, I'm sorry. It's over. You guys are done. You are You have no authority to invest in anything. That's not your job. That's not your duty. That's not what we elected you to do. I, I would just leave on principle. And I wouldn't pay any of their exit tax or their, uh, you know, if you have a, a business and stuff. You have to, like, liquidate it, basically, and, and pay them a bunch of money if you're going to leave the country. Fuck that. I would just do it. Tell them to go fuck themselves. And have a nice life. I-, I will take my billions of dollars elsewhere. Good luck. Good luck, Pocahontas, with all your bullshit agenda. Invest in a stronger future. How have those investments paid off so far? Yeah, you know, it- it's another thing. They they don't invest in anything. They steal money from people and then they give it away to other corporations, to all these lobbyists. that I mean, the, the lobbyists are the ones writing all of this legislation anyways. And who's paying the lobbyists? Eh, corporations, millionaires, and billionaires. She's not telling the truth here. She's grandstanding. And she knows this. She knows where her bread is buttered. And anybody avoiding their taxes, paying less in taxes than they, they are allegedly supposed to, good for them. I applaud you. Any dollar that we can avoid giving mass murderer narcissists in Washington, the better. Invest in a invest in stronger future for Americans. Where does um, a- a- Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Libya, Yemen, Niger, where, where does all that, how, how are those investments paying off, huh? I, I haven't seen the, uh, the ROI on that. Invest in a stronger future for Americans. Give billions of dollars to other fucking foreign countries in, in, in the name of foreign aid, which is complete horseshit that they have no authority to do. Like, like uh, Ron Paul said, it's poor people in rich countries giving money to rich people in poor countries. How much of the, the federal budget goes towards the, the quote unquote investments for a stronger future in America? I, I mean, it's it's very little considering how much we how much we spend on, on all these other Ponzi schemes they got going on. So as, as far as I'm concerned, you have a patriotic duty to avoid paying any taxes that you can. These psychopaths should not have another fucking dime to, to pursue what they've been pursuing. And the fact is they, they don't need it. I don't know like I've said before, I don't know why we go through this charade anymore. like they're pretending that they could they only pay for what the government does with taxes even though we're running trillion dollar deficits every year. Uh now we're we're up to like 4 trillion dollars in deficits a year. It's insane. It's insane. They're just going to print the money anyway, and that's the real tax. But it sure sounds good, doesn't it? It sure sounds good to uh all all those average Joe six-packs out there. Oh yeah, let's stick it to those rich guys because why should have why should they have so much and I have so little? And that's what this is always about. It's about class warfare, it's about divide and conquer. They can demonize millionaires and billionaires because there aren't that many of them. Where where are the votes for these idiots in Washington? Well, it's it's all the useful idiots that aren't millionaires and billionaires. Uh, all the people making thirty, forty, fifty, sixty grand a year. All those poor, unfortunate souls that, are, that bought their you know idiotic instructions of going to college and getting a worthless liberal arts degree, who are now uh, you know. Spinning pizzas somewhere or making coffee at Starbucks with fifty thousand, dollars hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt—that's where the votes are. There's always going to be more of them than there are millionaires and billionaires. So obviously, those those must be the evil ones that we have to go after. And everybody else, well, you'll just see this windfall because we're going to stick it to the rich. But here's the thing—that's how they—that's how they initially imposed this income tax. On the American people to begin with, before the only thing we we used to fund the federal government was taxes on imports was tariffs that's it that's it and that's all we needed because we didn't have a big federal government but they they wanted more power so what did they do? Well they said, hey all, all these tariffs all these poor people have to pay these tariffs that's not fair you shouldn't have to pay these let's let's get rid of the tariffs. And we'll just put a 1% income tax on the richest among us. You know, the, the Carnegies, the Rockefellers. And all you useful idiots out there back in uh, 1913, you fell for it, didn't you? Uh, unfortunately, none of them are around today for me to yell at. But they fell for it, and now look where we are. The poorest among us pay more in income tax than the, the Carnegies and Rockefellers ever did. Anyway, one more thing I'd like to address is just how generous all of these politicians are with other people's money. You know, the, uh, Joe Biden has come out, and since he couldn't get the federal minimum wage upped to $15 an hour, he's going to pass an executive order today, he's probably already done it by now, to raise the minimum wage for federal contractors to $15 an hour. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice of Sleepy Joe to be very generous with other people's money? It's so easy, isn't it, for them to just sign a piece of paper that says, hey, you have to overpay now for federal contractors to do work for us. As if we're not already bleeding in red ink, as if our government isn't spending enough money as it is. Now we're going to pay to in early 2022 to $15 an hour. Starting January 30th, agencies will need to incorporate the $15 minimum wage into new contract solic- solicitations and to implement the threshold in new contracts by March 30th. Agencies must implement the higher wage in existing contracts when they are extended, which often happens annually. This, oh, this article is from CNN, by the way, so listen to how they frame it, okay? The, the wage will be adjusted yearly based on an increase in inflation. That's excellent because inflation is going to go through the fucking roof. Tuesday's order will provide a big pay hike to a wide range of workers, including cleaning professionals, maintenance workers, nursing assistants who care for veterans, cafeteria and other food service workers, and laborers who build and repair federal infrastructure. That's just wonderful. That's wonderful. Let's um, let's make sure the lady in the cafeteria scooping mashed potatoes onto your plate is making at least $15 an hour, shouldn't we? I mean... The effort will not lead to a reduction in employment or hurt the businesses that hire federal contractors, according to senior administration officials. Also, it will not increase costs for taxpayers, they said. That's largely because the wage increase will enhance worker productivity and generate higher quality work by boosting workers' health, morale, and effort, the officials said. It will lower turnover, absenteeism, and supervisory costs. The pay raise will also help... Reduce decades of income inequality and improve families' economic security, particularly for women and people of color, of course, according to the fact sheet that the uh, distributed by the administration. The, the idea that this is not going to increase costs for taxpayers is absolutely ludicrous. The, the taxpayers are on the hook for all of this shit, of course. Of course, who pays for all these federal contractors? Who pays for everything that the federal government spends money on? that would be the taxpayer in one way shape or form they say it's going to enhance worker productivity generate higher quality work no it won't no it won't it might boost morale not going to boost effort i mean if if you're like if you are hiring a federal contractor it's because you're required to it's because you you have to hire a federal contractor and the last thing we need is more people working for the federal government in one way, shape, or form. We have way too many people living off of that teat already. The federal agencies that are hiring federal contractors to do their work, they aren't sensitive to prices. They get to steal money from the rest of us and pay for, uh, out, you know, overpay for services that they probably don't need. And if they do need them, they're going to pay way too much. So oh, that, that that's great. Thank thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you for spending other people's money in such a wise and productive manner. Because we all know that federal contractors are really tightening up their belt, making sure that their like their bid is as low as possible. Because nobody rips off federal agencies, right? Obviously. I don't know. I'm kind of running long here, so I I don't want, I don't think I can talk too much about this. But it it is not. It is just amazing how generous that the, the, the politicians can be with other people's money. So just keep that in mind. I'm, I'm going to wrap there for today, guys. Do me a favor. If you liked what you heard here today, make sure you download and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, at Pedal Fiction. And share the show with somebody. Share the show with, with somebody that you think is going to like it. But more importantly, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to that and find some clips, some shareable clips that you want to pass around. You know, it's hard to get somebody to listen to an hour long episode or however long this one's going to be. It's much easier to get them to listen to like the best five minutes of the show. So find what that clip is and send it to a bunch of people so that we can increase our viewership here our listener base. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on pedaling at So-Called Fiction. Peace.